time today. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let me see where we are. Ah, there we go. Uh, is this turned up? Everything good over here? So, people, the boys, and I've said this, and I still stand by this, I think the boys is probably my favorite superhero property out there right now. Some great storytelling, some awesome characters, some characters you love to hate that make an impression sure, on you, man. I, 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 there, there are some people who I just really, I hate them, but I wouldn't want to live without them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just insanely violent and gory and just kind of sick and twisted. This kid is full of surprises. Well, well, well. It's not, not what it looks like. I right. thought we had an understanding. I know you're trying to be tough, but we're superheroes. Oh boy, all that. Let's see. That's what I love about this because it shows you exactly how fucked up the world would be if superheroes sure, existed. Yes. I love superheroes. Love them to death. Over there, <laughs> in fictional books and in movies. Mm -hmm. I do not want this in real life. No. Well, with most things, the superheroes are always forthright and correct. And they are, I won't say perfect, but they're always trying to do the right thing. Sure. This is not human nature. <laughs> no, no. Once you realize you got ultimate power, you do whatever the hell you want to. Yeah. yeah. And that's not always a good thing. Most of the time it's not. But to really push the point of how much the world don't need no superheroes, they, and this is a world where they have these people called soups. And turns out that soups are, they're just corporate marketing, man. They're corporate property. They take kids, they give them this thing called Compound V, and it turns these people into super demented freaks. And to really pass the point along of how much the world does not need superheroes, they make it as gruesome and violent as possible. Mm, yeah. They say, no, we don't think you understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that headless guy over there with blood <laughs> spewing out his neck, that could be you. <laughs> if superheroes existed. We got the point. Amazon said, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't think you understand. <laughs> we got some more. We got more. You shot me, I'm having to go to therapy after those first two seasons. It's enough. It's enough. I, I don't need any more of this. They said, no, you don't get it. <laughs> and this time they said to really stress how much you don't need superheroes in this world because they're just crazy violent. The violence, we can't even afford to do it in live action anymore. We have to put it in cartoon form and animation so we could get in. So we, we trick your kids we can, watch yes, yeah. So we can take it to the extreme. Because, you know, I mean, it's not just the budget either. We're just doing, man, these cartoon characters are doing things that, I mean, if you had live action people, it would just... You would need therapy after that. I, I, yeah. I think if you tried to make some of these live action, even the actors would go, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. It's too much. No, no, we're going to do it all in post. I don't care. You would be. I see what is in the script. I can't do that. Oh, no, you would be throwing up. You would be sick to your stomach. Your mind would be fucked up mm -hmm. at the end of it. Yeah. You would have PTSD yeah. looking at what these cartoons try to do in live action. So it's best that they leave it here. I already got the point. I really didn't need any more, mm. but Amazon said, don't tell us what you need. We'll tell you what you <laughs> we'll need. We'll tell you what you now, need. Now, we're Amazon, bitch. 
away! Homelander, what made you decide to join up with Vaughn? Chance to use my gifts to help make the world a better place. Come on in. Not like this can look bad to anyone. I'm not a pedo, by the way. I don't even have fingers. I'm not a goddamn pedo, Benjamin! <laughs> And I had to actually stop it there because I can't even show what came up next. There's a frame that comes up next where a dude got titties for a face. Yes. Oh, so, yes. So, <laughs> so it is very violent and very sexual, too, which they actually scoop up a big old heaping mound of an extra mound of that for this animated series right here called The Boys Diabolical. Now, what this is, this is an anthology series. It's eight animated segments done by eight different animators or animation studios with their own style. And it's all set within the world of the boys, which again means very hyper-violent and very sexual and very crass. Uh, some of these are just kind of, all of these are standalone pretty much. Some of them might be connected, but most are just kind of people just having fun playing in this sandbox of a world that this comic book uh, has set up and this show has set up. Uh, did, so you saw all of them, right? Yes. And I saw half of them. Saw half of them. And again, I wish I had thought about this last week because I want to thank Amazon and for, for giving us the screeners to these a couple of weeks ago. And I had watched them and just thought I'd get so scared of these embargoes oh, that man. I did not do it last week because sure. I thought it was this week coming up. I kept putting it off because we hey we had stuff going and then by the time I was like let me sit down and watch this mm. it was like oh it's on already yeah yeah but hey so we it all kind of slipped on mine yeah. I'll be better about it I'm not I'm just so embargo shy right now but that being said you know is it worth showing us even more violence than what we already have do we really need what? Because I heard some people saying, "Man, just give me the show. Don't be giving me these things right here. I see what you're doing, Amazon. You just taking your time with that show and trying to give us something to, to sedate us until that point comes. Not, I, I, I ain't falling for that shit. Give us the show. You can take this somewhere else." And other people are saying, "Well, you know what? I mean, any boys is good. <laughs> any boys is good boys. Good boys. No boys. Better than no boys." <laughs> and some people appreciate that they are having fun with this. Where do we fall on this? You saw half of it. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. So where do we fall with this? Well, I will say, man, the old nostalgia kicked in with me on this because this was like a... So, man, you were probably like... I've reached that age where I could say you were probably like, I don't know, maybe seven, eight, nine years old mm -hmm. at the time. But back in the 90s, man, how were you back in like 95? Five. Five or, five. five or four years Okay, old. Yeah. so you were not old enough to do what Martin and I were doing back in the day. <laughs> they had these these tours of animation called the Spike and Mike Twisted Animation Festival, mm -hmm. where it was nothing but adult cartoons that they showed. Every now and then, it'd just be something really cool that didn't, you know wasn't dirty or nasty or crass or anything like that. But most of these boys, some of these just pushed the limit. Sure, but it, you know it was a chance for animators. Here they go, like, I'm going to do all the stuff that no big studio would let me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 
it also was a chance to put something out there for people who loved animation, but here in America, you know how it is. It's mm. changing so well, hence the boy's diabolical. It's changing now where animation is no longer it's kid stuff. In fact, they might be trying to push it too hard on the other end sometimes. Yeah, right. But this was a chance for people who love animation and want to see adult animation, a chance to get together, go to the theater, have some beer, get drunk, mm -hmm. and watch these crazy, sick cartoons. And it was a fun time. I used to love to do that. I used to love to do that too, man. So that's why this took me back to that in a mm, way. I see. Okay. Because it was all different styles. Yeah. Yeah. All of it was, you know, and they were shorts. And they were yeah, all these because all these episodes are twelve to thirteen or fourteen minutes apiece. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it was cool going back and seeing all these different animators put their take on this and do again this sick and twisted stuff. So did that nostalgia actually work for this? Well, listen, you know, I say that this is set in the universe of the boys, and I already explained to you, you know, what that really means is it's just. It means that these animators were inspired by the tone of the show. I don't think a lot of these are canon. So it was really animation studios giving free reign to play in this world with their unique styles and their unique sense of humor. Whether these are animation studios or whether these are actors or celebrities or whatever doing their writing these and putting it into uh, animation. Uh, you know, I tell you what, each one of these does have a common theme that I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And before I get it, because what we're going to do here. We're going to just briefly go into each episode mm -hmm. and see what we think about it. Mm -hmm. Not spend a whole lot of time. Just talk about it briefly. But the common theme that I really love for these episodes here is uh, nothing good work comes from working with Vout. <laughs> no. <laughs> Vout, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they do nothing good. Yeah. Vout, the company, now that's the company from the show. Mm. They're about that bottom line. How they, much money we make? They want to make money, so they're the ones that created all these superheroes, and they're all about making money, marketing these superheroes. But man, nothing, nothing ever comes good. If you shake Vout's hand, that's it. Yeah, your, your life, is, your life is gonna be miserable, mm -hmm. and it's probably gonna end in a very gruesome death. Sure, usually. Yeah, man. Anyone who touches him or touches count Compound V, either. The, their, their lives are ruined. Like you get divorced, you might lose a house or something. That's, oh, getting, that's, off, lucky. Yeah. that's getting off easy. Yeah, you got out. Yeah. <laughs> At least you have a way of getting out of that. But chances are, it's going to end with you being cut in half, head exploding, dick being burnt off. Something's going to happen badly. It seems like exploding head is the, is the most common That's the way to fate. go. And that's, that's the one hit. Yeah. I, I, if, I'd rather go out that way. Sure. It's Instant. quick. Yeah, because there's some bad deaths on here, man. Mm. But let's see how this works out as far as putting these to shorts. Uh, so let's go through these one by one. And as I said, there's eight of them. So let's start out with the first one. It's called Laser Baby, and it's a spoof. It's pretty much a spoof parroting the... Uh, uh, Baby's Day, yeah. Ba baby, our Looney Tunes, man. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, it's Looney Tunes cartoon with accurate violence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, people. So let me see if I can actually find a frame of this. So you, this is this is the most cart, well, yeah, this is probably the most cartoony one as far as like not being anime. Yeah. Mm. Most wholesome too, I the most. Yeah, it is. It, <laughs> it's man, cute. It's, it's very way. cute. It is. Yeah, it is all the way. It is wholesome. It's parodying Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, and when I say Looney Tunes, look, it, 
it's you know a lot of people gonna say we're talking about like classic Bugs Bunny and Wile E. Coyote and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and in a way that is true, but also let me see here, I got to pull this up right here, but also uh, this is more when I say Looney Tunes, this is more like Animaniacs. Sure. Are tiny tunes. Okay. Yeah. You know, it is, which also are very inspired by Warner Brothers mm-hmm. cartoons. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it really is going back to like classic Warner Brothers. It's mostly going to this style right here. But, you know, having said that, man, uh, it's also mixed with, and when we talk about, <laughs> when we talk about the violence over here, uh, we think of it as Animaniacs and Tiny Tunes mixed with Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because as you said, itchy and scratchy. The joke was, what if the violence had consequences? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> if you pull somebody's face off, you're gonna have blood and a skull and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So that's what this does, man. Um, you know, I think they picked this one first because I think they want to fuck with people. Because when they picked that one, you look at the style that they have here. And if you don't know anything about the boys, if you just went into this being curious, you think that this might just be another kid's cartoon. And it is very cute with a, with a, with a sweet story, man. So what you have here is a VOD employee right there who bonds and falls in love with one of the VOD baby test subjects who is set for termination. Mm-hmm. Right. She can't actually get her the desired uh, 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 skill that the doctors and scientists wanted to have. She can't hit the target. Yeah, so they're going to kill her, man. Yeah. Uh, and this guy here, of course, since he wants to adopt this kid because he's bonded with her, he has to try to help her escape while all the big bout guards try to kill her. Now, fortunately, uh, as we just said, uh, she has laser eyes. <laughs> so It's in the title. It's yeah. in the title, yeah, right there. Mm. Uh, and when that part comes in with her laser eyes, now this is the what the fuck moment for people who don't know what they're watching sure. right here. Uh, her eyes eviscerate anybody that is standing in her way, just leaving a, pools of blood and severed limbs in her path. <laughs> it's very much a Warner Brothers music. Oh, it, totally, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I admire. Oh, that's what I loved about this one, man. I like this one a lot uh, because this is a this really is a, a, a straight up spoof. Yeah, yes. yeah. Of those it, Warner Brothers cartoons. Isn't there a cartoon, uh, a, a Baby's Day Out or or something? Because I was like, this is. There's a movie, a Baby's Day Out. Is, yeah. it, is it a movie? Yeah, I think okay, because so. yeah. I because I, I know like in the old cartoons, uh, not even you know before Animaniacs and all that. They've done that. They've done that with Popeye, where oh. he's going after Sweepy and going up construction sites. Oh, yeah. And so it's 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 all that from that old humor too, where a baby always gets out and mm. they have to get the baby. Or uh, yeah, it's also Tom kitten. and Jerry in there too. Like Tom, take care of the baby, or I'll throw yeah. you out. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's just yeah. like that. That's why I spoofing all those old animated cartoons in that way by doing the timing of Warner Brothers stuff. And I gotta tell you, man, uh, this one. As far as being a spoof, first of all, they, at the beginning it says like thought tunes. Yeah, you know, I like which that. Is, like classic Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, <laughs> the thing with this is that it has no dialogue. Yeah. So it's spoofing those Looney Tunes cartoons that really rely more on visual uh, comic timing. Oh shit! Are we are we are we glitching real bad, y'all? 
uh, let me know. I know Carlos said we're glitching real bad. How is it for some people out there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, let me know, y'all. You still have the audio. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Looks good. It's fine. All right. Some people said we're, we're, we're fine right now. Okay. Okay. So uh, this is more Rilano's cartoons that, re- that did more visual humor. Hmm. And I love that, man. Uh, because I thought that their timing, the 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 timing here was done, man. The 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 comic timing, yeah. The visuals that they did oh, here. Geez. Oh, I know, I know. That one. That's the one cruel thing in that episode. Because most of these episodes are pretty cruel. No, they just are very violent. This is the only one where I kind of felt good at the end. But that one was like, that old poor old man. He's I selling know, balloons. He, I know he did nothing. <laughs> he was gonna give her a balloon. <laughs> that poor old guy. Yeah, he did nothing, man. Yeah. But uh, I guess it sets up where you want her to kill all the rest of those people. Exactly. So. Uh, you know, I was I was surprised that despite the insane violence that is in here, it was still so cute. It was. You know, sure that baby's gonna grow up to be a murderous sociopath. <laughs> baby, but she's adorable now, man. Yeah. Hey, maybe she won't. I think her, you know, her dad will, will raise, raise her, her right. Raise her right. Oh, yeah. so Vault do not kill Until him first. Until she turns to a teenager. And well, she'll be like, true. Hey, you yeah. don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What time is curfew again? <laughs> Whatever time you want. Yeah, you I'm Enjoy just yourself. saying, maybe you should think about coming in a little bit earlier, but you don't have to. It's up to you. Twelve? One? A week? I don't care. Whatever you want. Just whatever you want. You know, uh, hmm. and that lab guy really loved her, man. You know, so I thought that this was pretty adorable, man. And, uh, you know, and, and like you said, it was one of the one of the ones where because it's so cute and it has that uh, that, that old, you know, Looney Tunes style or that Warner Brothers animation style with Animaniacs or Tiny Tunes or whatever, you don't really take the violence that seriously. No, sure. you're, you're laughing at it most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, uh, I, again, it's a message because a lot of these are very cynical. Yes, and this is one that says <laughs> you know a lot what? Of them. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. Like after this one, it's like all right, yeah. here we go. <laughs> and this one says like love conquers all. Yes, by violently killing anything in its path. <laughs> So I, I thought that this was a strong one right here. It's a good one to start with. It's very funny. The animation is great. Uh, the comedy is, works out well. The spoofing works. You know, I really enjoyed this, man. Really enjoyed this one a lot. What did you think about this, man? I, I liked it. Uh, I, I I didn't love it. And and probably just because of that 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 way it was just so familiar. And I get, you know, mm. the, what it was parroting. But I was like, all right. Well, you know, if you, somebody had just said, like, think about this cartoon, but we make it a baby with laser eyes. I could go. Oh yeah, okay, I see that, and so this plays along to that. It's still, but like you said, the the animation is done really well. Yeah. It'd be it'd be real easy to slide on this and just go like, well, you get the idea. And then they they put the work in on it. It was it was good. Yeah, I I thought it was uh, adorable. And uh, as I watched the 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 later episodes, it kind of made me appreciate this one more because unlike that. those yes. where those kind of all end. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that yeah. was sad and miserable. This one, at yeah. least, I, it made me feel good. I thought it was really cute. And like you guys said, the animation's great. And calling back to the classic Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes or Animaniacs. That was adorable. Yeah. Also, it's, it's I, it, I don't know, these days, it, for me, it's nice to see something that's not anime-influenced. <laughs> Nothing against anime, but it's just, it's everywhere. Oh, it <laughs> sure. is. It yeah. is. It's I mainstream. Mean, yeah. yeah. Mainstream down the West. Hey, it's what the kids uh, grew up on, man. It's what they, it's what they, uh, it's what they like. I get it. And this has a lot of anime influence in it, too. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Right now, uh, let's get to the second episode, which is uh, 
This one's called, <laughs> appropriately so, an animated short about soups killing their parents. Mm. That's the explanation for yep. it. That's the title. And that's what it is. Uh, so with this, the concept is simple. Oh, I can't put it on that one. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, good luck walking around this one. Yeah, let me see here. Damn. Nope, can't do that. that uh, nope, can't do that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. I can't do any of these here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Jesus, titty face is fucking up my... Boob face. <laughs> Maybe you just show a still. Yeah. I, that's what I'm going to have to do. But this one right here, the concept is simple. They say with this one, uh, shit kids with shit powers. And they are shit powers. Yeah. You know, with this, they got... They got one guy. <laughs> Let me go ahead and put this up here. Pretty clever ideas of some of the powers and like, oh, wow. I thought it was a mixed bag. Okay. With some, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. And I was like, all right, now you're just, you're just throwing concepts together. Yeah. I, you know, this one here. It, so when they say shit powers, they, you know, they, they mean it, man. They got a guy with a speaker for a head that the only time he can talk is when he can play I Want to Be With You from Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> You know, another dude, and this is why I can't even show a lot of this, another dude got titties for a face, and he's in almost every shot. Yeah, boob face. Mm-hmm. Boob face. Voiced by Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the thing with this is that they're all rejected by their parents. And so they decide to get together and say, hey, you know what? Uh, since our parents rejected us, let's just kill them. And so they yeah. track all their parents down, and they... Go on a murdering spree. Uh, if you want to see some of the examples of like these shit powers that they have, uh, the opening is pretty innocent. I can do that. A shit home for kids with shit powers. Exhibit A, Moslo. Probably pisses pants before he ever reaches the bathroom. <laughs> then there's Boombox. He's got a speaker for a face, but all he can play is Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. That's Fang, with teeth that can cut through almost anything. And that's Kingdom. He can turn into any animal. But he transforms body and mind. <laughs> so, I like that I one. I like that one. That yeah. was very funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. No, that's, that's funny right there, man. I also like the, the kid who could turn into water but can't do anything. Can't do anything. <laughs> it's the pool of water. Like the Wonder Twins. Yeah. With the power of a bucket of water. Yeah, What's that going to do? I think I got that. <laughs> At least he seems happy as fuck. That Mexican flag-colored liquid in the kiddie pool, that's Aqua Agua. He can't turn into a tidal wave or into a pool. He just sits there. Yeah. Because he's fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great um, name. Aqua, and I Aqua. love the voices here, because that's uh, there's a lot, like Kevin Smith does a voice. That's Christian Slater. That's Christian as Slater. the narrator. <laughs> I thought, it, I was like, is that Norm MacDonald? I thought first? that too at first, yeah. Before he died? Yeah. Uh, thing is, uh, uh, you know, and to be fair, if I, my son can only play Hooting the Blowfish when he talked I'd have to get rid of his ass too <laughs> and that's how he'd kill you he'd come back yeah. to kill you yeah <laughs> I'd go ahead and just take it I'd yeah, say son okay, if you don't right. you just have to understand mm-hmm. you know but uh, this is and now if that looks familiar the the the, the art yeah, style yeah. that's uh, Justin Roiland yeah it's his company yeah, yeah uh, who did Rick and Morty and you know, this is pretty much a Rick and Morty episode. I mean, that's what this is, the Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interdimensional cable episode. Yeah. Wow, you're right. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, like some of those concepts, you go like, 
Okay, I, I don't even know why you put that together. The, like, the idea of somebody's head is just a speaker that can only play Hootie and the Blowfish. That sounds exactly like one of those cable shows they would watch and then turn. From. Yeah, mm. you know, I, you know, the, the whole, like Rick and Morty, the whole theme of science going horribly wrong, the humor, you know, is kind of like the, is, is Rick and Morty humor. How nihilistic it is. Yeah, mostly gory deaths that happen. You know, the dialogue, even some of the dialogue is from a Rick and Morty episode mm-hmm. where people, they, you know, got that stammering talk where they, re- where they, where they, re- re- they repeat, they, they repeat themselves over, over and over again. It's Justin Roiland doing Morty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, God. Uh, I, I got a speaker, a speaker for a head. I got a speaker for a head. What are you going to do with a speaker for a head? You know, they got that even kind of dialogue in there. They got to do paper, man. <laughs> That's right. Paper. Oh, man. I can find paper, you know, like paper, whatever you're looking for. Oh, you found it already? Oh, oh cool. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Yeah, so much yeah. Uh, I like it. Uh, Unders crass humor. I, you know, because Unders crass humor, and it admit it, the 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 segment, the episode admits that it is just a one note joke. They 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 tell you that that's all they got, but it is a little bit more because I think it has a deeper meaning. Like you feel for shit. oh shut up, you feel for <laughs> these kids, man. Like. Uh, you know, they do make it emotional when these kids find out that their parents gave them away because they tried to give them superpowers. They gave them to, to, to Vought because they thought that they were going to be rich. Yeah. They thought that they were going to make uh, these kids were going to be superpowered and they were going to be part of the team and then they'd be getting endorsements. And when they found out that wasn't the case, they give them away. Uh, so, you, you know, you're kind of happy to see these parents die. But also, this is another episode that's kind of scary because even though you feel for these kids and you want to see them kill their parents... It just, again, shows how dangerous these fucking soups are. Mm. If they're not kept in check, it goes to show you why they shouldn't exist. Sure. I mean, because they will go on a murdering spree at some point and do whatever they want to do. Uh, and I will say that the end of it, even though the whole thing is a Rick and Morty episode, the end of it is, is very emotional. It, does, it ends on a tragic note. Yeah, especially with the, the ghost girl character. I mean, I like she was, to me, the heart of the episode. She was, and yeah. And I, I like the more dramatic stuff they did with her. Like, initially, okay, it's kind of funny, but then it's like, okay, yeah, you can't make a series of this. But I did like her whole arc. Yeah. What she I, went through. Yeah, I, 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 they have a character called Ghost Girl, and, uh, and she just... It's tragic. She's, what her yeah, she can't are. feel. She, she can't even, eat. She can't, even though she gets hungry, she can't eat. Mm. She wants to die, but she can't kill herself. Yeah, I was like, okay, wow. So they actually took that character pretty seriously. So I kind of like that. And you're going to see me say this for some episodes because on the outside, it just looks like they're just doing just, you know, vulgar humor. Yeah. But when you pull back and really look at it, there is some subtlety that works there. And mm. I won't tell you the whole thing with these, uh, you know, happens with these kids, but. It's uh, it it does end very sad, and that character ends the saddest. And uh, I was just like, wow, you know, that's uh, pretty. I went deeper than I thought it would. So, sure. I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't like this one that much. And, and what you brought up about it being a one-note joke, mm-hmm. and especially with uh, with Justin Roiland, it just seemed, it, you know, it was just more like, okay, this is this is what he does when he's on. Sort of autopilot. It's too easy to take stuff with the boys and go completely crass and violent. And as as much as you are pointing out the the little subtlety there, I was like, yeah, that's there. But there's all this other stuff where it's just, I just felt it felt repetitive for the most part. What do you think? Uh, I mean, if you like Rick and Morty, you probably like this. If you don't, then you'll definitely <laughs> won't like this. I would say I, I did like that wholesome thing with Ghost Girl. I thought that was uh, that was um, surprisingly sad, and some of the the, the the lame powers I thought were amusing. But yeah, overall, it just feels like an 
average, sub-average Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, 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 yeah like a sub-average, because I, I, I love Rick and Morty, and, but I was like, you know, every so often there's one of those episodes I don't like that much, and this was yeah. one of those. Yeah, keep in mind, I didn't, I didn't love this, by the way. Yeah, I, just, I get what you're I, Yeah, I kind of feel like you. I just, I, you know, I liked it. Only thing is, I think that, you know, with this being a, I mean, and they just probably got hired to do this and had some fun with it, and say, let's, sure. just, let's just make it a Rick and Morty episode, but, you know, when you look at Rick and Morty, it is they do much better episodes. They do. They yeah. they they go yes. into some pretty intellectual concepts, and that's what makes the show good, and not just something that's just trying to shock you. Yeah, but I did like this. Mm-hmm. I did I I did enjoy this. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not, I don't I don't think it's bad. No. I, I I actually like I said I had a good time with it. Uh, episode three. Oh, it's uh, I'm your pushing man. Now this one's interesting because if you're a fan of the boys comic, or if you're just a fan of the show, you know this would be interesting to see the roots of it. You know this one is actually written by the creator, Garth Ennis, and you know it, it's pretty much what's interesting about this is that it's animated with characters taken from the comic book where it all started. So at least some of them. So instead of getting Carl Urban as Butcher and Jack Quaid as Huey. In this episode, you're getting the characters from the comic book. Mm-hmm. Butcher looks a little different. He's bigger. He doesn't have the goatee. And and, and I'll tell you a little bit. I'm not going to tell you now because mm-hmm. you, I mean, you already know. But Huey, he looks like the Huey from the comic who's inspiration from somebody who's already on the show. Well, actually, I can tell you now. It's, uh, it's uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. You know, the character from the comic was actually based on Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, his likeness. Yeah, and so Simon Pegg comes in and does the voice of the character on the show. Um, and, and this is one where, before I even show you the episode right here, I like the animation in this one. You know, it's nothing new that you haven't seen. I th- I, this is one that looks like Invincible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, 100%. yeah, it has animation of Invincible, and with Invincible being so violent, you know, this this feels very much like an Invincible episode. Mm-hmm. But again, it's interesting to see what the characters would be like if they were taken from the show. Or, I'm sorry, from the comic. And what this deals with is that Butcher comes in, and you know, he hates soups, and he wants to not only does he want to kill them, but he wants to humiliate them too at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he gets a hold of that drug dealer. Soups, yes, they have a drug dealer. He gives them those special drugs, those Named super OD. drugs. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of them just end up dying or whatever. But yeah. he wants a certain soup to be. He wants his drug spiked, pretty much. Uh, I'm not even tell you what the drug is. You have to watch for yourself. I, I'll let you. I'll let you watch that. Yeah. But he wants the drug spiked, and of course he has to have the dealer do it for him. And uh, right here in this clip, you'll see again the comic book versions of Butcher and Huey. Sorted. Good. Who's this fucking guy? <laughs> the strong silent type. Oh, <laughs> very funny. This is fucking dangerous, man. What if they spot me? They'll know I spiked this shit. No one's gonna be looking at us, believe me. And I didn't want you to miss all the fun you had. You know, this one right here feels like... There's a couple episodes that feels like they're connected to the show or they feel yeah, like right, the show right, yeah. right, so yeah. this is the one that feels more like the uh, show the boys yeah keep playing this when I turn these dudes up it feels like more like the show the boys than you know them doing spoofs on this or doing their own thing 
Uh, the only difference is, like I said, is that the characters look more like the comic book. Um, I liked it. Again, I'm, it wasn't my favorite one, but it was interesting to see what they did. It was a good idea, I thought, taking the comic book versions. It, it, it is. It's it's great to have that window into, hey, if instead of doing the live action with, uh, yeah. with you know, the way we've done it with yeah. uh, Eric Kripke as the showrunner, if we had done an animated series based on the comic book. Ah, yeah, that's true. And uh, it's, you know, like, I, I don't say it's great, but it is interesting to see that. Um, it also... It, it, this it, this uh, this has great animation and it's an entertaining episode, but it also kind of underlines why the show is better than the comic book. Yeah, yeah. It it really like if you were like, man, if they just did it exactly, it's like no, you understand. The show has actually taken this material and elevated it to a more mature level that yeah. more people can watch and really get something out of. Where the comic was very edge lord and this episode is just the comic much that. i read the comic the comic's explosive it, it is it's just doing it, it just is. to shock it's it's, yeah, it's it really mean spirited yeah that's why I, even i couldn't finish it I, I feel like this episode was more of a this was an olive branch to the fans of the comic yes. it's like okay if you weren't a big fan of our uh live action adaptation here you go here's mm-hmm. this and that's the other thing i would not be shocked if they're also if amazon is putting out this anthology series and they're setting up say okay what did fans like the most and then we'll do a spin-off mm. show oh. kind of like what marvel's what if what is going to be I, I thought that the whole time i yeah. was like you guys are trying to do a what if you you yeah. you're, yes. you're, you're, he's yeah. out here so that you can maybe play off of them later or or slide them into the series and we just go like oh yeah i know who that guy is yeah, yeah i didn't even think about that this is kind of them doing their own version of a what if mm-hmm. Except, like I said, a lot of these are not connected no. actually to the show. Where what if is you know they've already stressed. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they could be. No, well, I you know everyone wants to do a multiverse now, yeah. right? <laughs> they could, but they've already said that a lot of these are just them having fun. I mean, I felt like these are all standalone. But my whole thing is, I think they're just like because they want to make this their big one of their big properties. I mean, oh, we're yeah. getting another live action show of the boys right. in a bit with dealing with you know teenagers and mm-hmm. things and like in a university environment. So they could just be shopping this and seeing what people react to. Yeah, you know what? That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just milking the boys anyway. At least they're trying to do it creatively. Whether these all are succeeding or not, it's cool that they're just, you know, not... It's different ideas. I yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. You know, they're just giving their people a chance to do their own interpretations of what it would mm-hmm. be like if they did, if they did this show. Uh, oh, what I like also is that, damn, boy, people are scared of that N-word today. They oh, play, yeah. Oh, oh, I know. I know. Boy, they, they played the song Push a Man. Yep, yeah, man, they sure did. From, from, from uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield. They played it. And at the end, because the, the, the lyrics go, I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that nigga in the alley. And they, when they got to that point, I'm your, you could actually see them, I'm your, mm, in the alley. <laughs> no. I was like, come on, y'all. No. Like, You're going to kill all these people, put all this blood up in here, uh-huh. and you can't say the N-word this uh-huh. one time? Uh-huh. From, when, that, that's in the song. That's in the song. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. I'm like, come, stop. All right? <laughs> put that nigga back in there. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Um, the five, now this is where things really get interesting because a lot of these the first one's a spoof that's cool uh, it's, it's got a hint of the familiar uh, the others the animation style is nothing that we are not again familiar, familiar with, with. Uh, the stories even you know are you know whether it be Rick and Morty style or someone like a Americanized animation style mm-hmm. sure. uh, the fourth episode is where things really got interesting man 
in this, the fourth episode, in style and in story. The fourth episode is called Boyd in 3D. And the art style is what I really noticed first. This is, a, this is done by a French studio called Folabari. Fol okay. And it felt, it felt like that, right? Yeah, it felt like yeah, it was from yeah. a European animation mm -hmm, studio. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the, and second of all, this was uh, written by an interesting person, uh, Alana Glazer from Broad City. Oh, okay. And some other places, you know, other things that you've seen. And you know what? I, what I appreciated about this one, I appreciated that this was more of a focus on character. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's, so this one is, uh, there's not a lot of gore or violence in this. Uh, so the story is you have Boyd right here. He's in an apartment 3D. He's a meek guy who's living alone who falls for this girl next door named Cherry who has horrible taste in dudes, it looks like. Or maybe she's the problem. All I know is every time she pulls up and gets out the car, it's a different dude, and she's screaming, fuck you at that guy. Yeah. And he's getting, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, get out of here, crazy bitch. And Boyd sees this, and he's like, you know what, I'd love to talk to her, but he just doesn't have a lot of self-esteem. So he decides to go to Vaught, well, Bad move. Yeah, bad, yeah, bad, bad move. You fucked up. Yeah, he's <laughs> one boy <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and he takes, he goes on ex uh, this, uh, he takes an experimental compound V. Like they're doing trials with people. So he comes in, accepts, and they do a, they give him a, a, a new compound V formula where if you put it on, if you, it, yeah, it's in the form of a cream. In the cream, yeah. yeah. If you rub it in your face and on your mm -hmm. body and you just think about how your, your, most, your, your most beautiful self your dream self. If you just think about it, then it happens. But of course, this being Vaught has some side effects, to say the least. It's safe, right? Now, Mr. Doom, we're not legally allowed to say you can trust us, but you can trust us. Now, close your eyes and concentrate. Imagine your face, but the very best version of it. Uh, okay, sure. Are you feeling anything? It's a little warm, but that's it. Uh, oh, ow. Actually, it's, oh, wow. Feels like little worms burrowing into my face. That means it's working. Working badly. <laughs> what I love about this is, first of all, again, don't ever trust Vaughn. No. no matter how friendly those faces might be. Yeah. No matter how many smiles they give you. But I enjoyed this one, man, because I, I like the animation style a lot. And this was the first episode that really wasn't heavenly relying on gore. Sure. Yes, this may be my favorite episode because not only the animation style being something different, but um, that it did focus on the characters. It wasn't superhero heavy. It wasn't gore heavy. It just, this is a story that happens in that world of the boys without involving the boys themselves. Exactly. And I was really going along with the story. I, I, I love the way it took you through the paces of this relationship of two people who are on this and how they get into a party Instagram lifestyle and where that goes. Yeah, it's more sex jokes than violence, but it's also deeper. This is what I'm saying. A lot of these shorts have some subtext to them that I appreciate. You know, with all the sex jokes going on, if you look at it, though, it's more about being yourself and the trappings of vanity. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, uh, this living on social media, and all of it leads to just being a shallow ass person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you know, you, like if you got to take a cream to look like that, then you know, fuck it, go to the gym. Yeah. Or I mean, it, there's not even anything wrong with using the cream, and it's the same as like using makeup or, or wearing tailored clothes. But it's just what happens when 
to at least in your own head when you think you're hot shit. Well, I would I would only disagree in that putting on makeup and clothes, you can take that shit right off. This gets into your body. Yeah. yeah. This messes with your that's what scared me. That's like the moment I saw it, I was like, man, this dude's fucked. Hmm. <laughs> body horror. That's body horror. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But you know, I don't know. I'm not I, that's what yourself. I was thinking. I don't know, you know, you watch it for yourself because maybe uh maybe it works out. You know, uh but what I was really <laughs> it's funny because I was really praising this for not relying on a lot of bloody death, and then got to the end. It's like, okay, fuck it. Yeah. Right. Well, so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, at the end, it was just like, well, what did you think you were here for? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I figured that's how it's gonna yeah. end. <laughs> I was like, all right, turn it on that. Yeah. But, but until you get there, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun ride. It's, yeah, yeah, it's different. No, it's it, out of all of them, this was the one that felt like it could have taken place in the world of of, of the show. It's mm-hmm. just a side story, like you know, it's it's a small story within a much larger world. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked. It. And you're right, the animation style was different enough some that we're not really used to seeing where the other three we've always seen throughout our yeah. lives yeah. No, so. this was this is really cool seeing this animation style here and yeah. I like this one a lot man uh, but again no matter <laughs> oh, there, there, there she goes man getting out there oh, fuck you <laughs> every every night I wouldn't even want to date this girl man because every night she's pulling up in a different car like a different yeah different. I know I was looking at boy like come on boy you do better don't do this man don't do this you know you you, you know you got yeah, you got you seeing her from afar and you're having a fantasy play yeah. in your head and it's not gonna be man, like you got that. them creamy muscles now you go on go on get somebody else you don't need that <laughs> chick man it's over every fucking night I man know, she yeah. pulls up but it's a it's a really fun episode though. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun episode. I like what they were doing with that. And again, don't ever trust Vout. No matter how happy those faces are, no matter how much they're smiling. Well, maybe not. Maybe not there. <laughs> he's kind of evil. Okay, now. yeah, that one. I can tell you. All right, there you <laughs> it's all nefarious. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's Camille. Uh, no, Nanjani. Nanjani, who's yeah. uh, doing that voice right there, which I immediately recognized. All right, people. I ain't gonna trick you. I ain't gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna pull. I'm not gonna like slap you in the face with a segue. But I do have to. I I do have to commit to my obligation here, and I do have to pay some bills right now. But I'm happy to do that again because I tell you guys all the time with most of the stuff that I am advertising on this show, I am actually very happy with them. Or I think that you could use them. And Martin can tell you we've been we've been doing a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. When I'm on that plane. What I got on my ears, man. Oh, those 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 headphones. Got those Raycons, man. There got my go. Raycons right here. So I got these Raycon headphones, and yes, they did send them to me. I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not go out and buy these. They sent them to me. But would I go out and buy these? Yes, I would. Because I have been enjoying these and Martin has seen me. I don't I, if I wanted different headphones, I would go out and buy them. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell y'all to buy this shit. But no, that's not the case. I really do enjoy them. I am talking about I'm talking about Raycon earbuds. Let me make sure I get that right. Not just headphones, earbuds, y'all. Raycon earbuds. And this one that I have here, these are the everyday buds. The everyday earbuds. And what, what I like about these is, first of all, you can't see it, but they got these gel tips right here, which fits nicely in my ear. Now, I've had some other earbuds out there mm-hmm. and yeah they do have a I do have a problem with them kind of slipping out my ears sometimes sure. I've actually fallen asleep like on a plane I've fallen asleep and like had my ear like this and 
I've had some other earbuds where I've done that and they slipped out and I had to find them. Oh, and you had to get on your hands and knees. And I had to get on my hand and crawl looking like a dumbass. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, no, these don't do that, man. They got these gel tips fit nicely in your ear. Now, what I really like about this, and I can truthfully say that the battery life is a big deal to me because you get about five hours of playtime out of this, but the charging charging source here that'll give you about 35 hours of oh, battery life right no there kidding. that's awesome no that is man and that's a big deal like i say when you're traveling and you're working as long as i do you know you're gonna need that uh and the other thing with this and probably the most important thing like i said i've had different earbuds out there and if i wanted to get some more i would but they were more expensive mm -hmm. but these are about half the price of those earbuds oh, that nice. I bought and didn't like as much as these. Now, you heard me talk about these before. I've been wearing them when I'm traveling. Martin has seen me do that. Mm -hmm. I wear them when I'm working, you know, especially when my wife is back. So I've been using these a lot, and I would not recommend them to you if I did not think that you would enjoy them. Save yourself some money, y'all, but get a great product right here with these Raycons. Uh, I like the bass in these too, man. The sound is very nice. And here's something even better. Here's what I'm going to do for you. What I need for you to do for me, first of all, is go on over to buyraycon.com forward slash toasted. That is B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com forward slash toasted. That's T-O-A-S-T-E-D. And when you do that, you can get 15% off your order when you go to buyraycon.com and put in that code. Again, that is 15% off. Something that's already well-priced out there. Not as expensive as the other earbuds out there and just as good, if not better. I really do like these a lot. So I recommend you do that. I want to thank Raycon Earbuds for sponsoring this portion of the video. Once again, I want to thank you guys for your support. And for that support, get 15% off these earbuds by going to buyraycon.com forward slash double toasted. And thank you for everything you've done for us and your support. All right. Let's move on to, we're at the halfway point, which is why I did that. Okay. Let's move on to number, which one is this? I think this is episode number five. This one's called BFFs. And this one is written by Aquafina. Mm -hmm. Now, people going to either love, they going to either love this one, I hate this one. And that's Aquafina right there. That's her from my show, Nora from Queens. And the reason why I put that up there is because you're either going to love this one are you're going to hate this one depending on how childish you see this <laughs> i think hands down this is the silliest one out of every one of these episodes even for the boys sure which gets pretty goddamn silly sometimes these episodes have gotten silly this is the craziest one uh people the reason why i had nora from queens up right here is because i actually watched this show i've watched most of it on a plane mm -hmm. And if I've learned nothing else about Aquafina from watching that show, I've learned this. This girl is proud of her farts and of her shit. She's the kind of chick <laughs> that... that makes a, sense, though. Yes. She's the kind of chick that'll take a shit and invite you to come in and look at it before she flushes it. Okay. Because somebody got to see this wonderful shit I just <laughs> took. And now she decided to make a whole story about oh, it. Oh, wow. shit. So you missed you, this. You know, this, yeah, this, is, this is, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's unknown territory. Yeah, this for me. girl is oh. proud of her shit, her turds. And when I, so 
you know, when I found out this, that this was about an awkward girl, like Aquafina, who was proud of her shits, it was not any surprise to me to learn that, oh, wow. You know, her power is that she has a talking turd. Wait a minute, John. Is, is my speaker working here? Let me see. Yeah, it's coming out the laptop. Yeah, it's coming out the laptop. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. I don't want y'all. Unless that fart was so loud that it knocked, out <laughs> knocked out the speakers. Knocked out the speakers. Blew them out. Shit, wow. No, no wonder she's proud of her farts. <laughs> she blew my speakers yeah. out. Can't be happening. This this actually can't, this be, can't happening. be happening. How'd I get here? Who am I? <sighs> I ate that marble when I was a kid. I never saw it come out. Wait, is that is that corn? <laughs> so people, there you go. A lot of shit Jesus. humor. When they and it's funny because earlier in that episode where they said shit kids with shit powers, I didn't know we were actually gonna get that Shut later right on in the show. <laughs> so yeah, people, listen, this because I know some people are saying you know, I can deal with blood and mangled bodies, but I draw the line at doo-doo. <laughs> I draw the line at turds and shit humor. Scat. Mm. And scat. So, hey, you know what? If, that, if that, That's understandable. That's not your thing. But, I mean, listen, I didn't hate the episode. It's not my favorite. It was just, you know, I can just let it go. You know, this is one where I was just kind of like, well, what's up? I'm just looking at Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so, hey, people going to you know, look down at me, laugh at me, whatever. I didn't hate this one. I didn't, you know, I didn't love it. And it's probably, it's, you know, I'll tell you what I did like about it. You know, it has one violent scene in it. Mm. And, you know, and that's it. All these episodes, because all these episodes seem to have a requirement that you have to have at least one bloody violent scene in there. Exactly. With the last one, it was like, Hey, we're done. It's like, nah, nah. We got no violence uh, in there. Look at the on. contract right yeah, there. Yeah, no, the it's bloody, bloody clause. What's yeah? Cold. Before you can sign <laughs> on to this project, it was a requirement that you had to put, you know, a lot of cursing and one bloody horrible violent scene in there, and uh, that's what this did, man. You know, it had one, but the rest of it is actually pretty cute. I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's a talking turd. That's childish, but this this is animated in the style of Steven Universe. Uh, and it probably has the happiest ending out of out of all of them, man. You know, and and in this world, you know, I'll take happiness where I can get it, even if it's a, even if it's a piece of shit. You know? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's put down a poster. Yeah, I'll take happiness where I can get it, even a even in a piece of shit. You know, and it's, so it's, I mean, listen, it's not for everybody, but it didn't bother me. I could take it or leave it, but I did appreciate that they tried to have. That tried to have a more positive, cute, uplifting part to this. You know, again, I said, like, this is Steven Universe. It has bright colors. Again, it's that kind of Americanized anime style. Yeah. You know, the so. kids that grew up in anime. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's to me, it's, 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 out of all of them, it's the least harmless, too. So, whatever, man. <laughs> the least harmless. Yeah, okay. just, I, yeah that's I, a way to look at it. Yeah, I didn't, I, it really didn't bother me. But I understand that it will bother some people to be like, that's just stupid. And, I, and yeah, I get it. I get it. But, hey, you know, with me, I was, I was all right. Well, you know, I, predictably, I'm most people who goes, that's just stupid. That's so childish. Do, do we really have to for the full 12 minutes? It, it's about shit. 
right. That being said, um, there's some quality writing and acting that goes on in it. Uh, I wasn't digging this episode very much at all until The Deep shows up. Mm. Yeah. And um, and he, when you talk about characters that you love to hate, the, the Deep so fits in there where I'm like, yeah, dude, you what you did was despicable. And there's no there's no forgiveness for that. At the same time, I do like that character. He's he's always pathetic or he's just funny. And he was he was cracking me up in this. Yeah. No, he was funny. <laughs> I mean, he, he has very natural reactions to what's going on. And it's almost like, is the world crazy? Because we are talking about some piece of shit, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's point. He's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Yeah, man. yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So that, he was a saving grace for me. Like I said, it's it's not one of my favorites. I, I like I like about half of it, and even kind of have some respect for the parts I don't like. Mm. Yeah, and that's the whole. I mean, by the end of it, I mean they just tell you like that's their power, just yeah, talking turds. So, yeah, you know that's. You know, just, it's okay to be silly sometimes. I'm all right with it. And, and you're right. The the, the deep, he's, he's so pathetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, even in cartoon form. <laughs> it's like, damn, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, though. It was fun. Uh, okay, so I don't know, man. I mean, th- again, these this is what an anthology is, man. Everybody has their favorites sure. and their least favorites. And, you know, people disagree and agree. So, oh, oh you absolutely. Know, yeah, so I'm not, you know, I, I expect people not to like the same ones that I like or dislike. Mm. And episode six, Nubian versus Nubian, was probably my least favorite. Oh, wow. That's one of my top favorites. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, this one's written by Aisha Taylor, or Tyler, Tyler. Aisha Tyler. And, you know, and I'm not saying that is that is bad and I'll tell you why I didn't like and I'm not saying I hated it I'll tell you why I didn't like it as much uh, cause it has some really funny jokes in there yeah, man. there's yeah. some there's some good stuff in there um, this one this one looks even more like Invincible the TV show which is also on Amazon and it's also a very bloody superhero and uh, also property. produced by Seth Rogen yeah and uh, what's his name uh, Evan Goldberg uh, Evan Goldberg yeah uh, it has some uh you know, it was, it was violent, but it wasn't as violent as some of the others because a lot of the violence takes place. You don't see it. A lot of it takes place off screen. The most violent stuff, and I, don't, and I don't think. Now you can leave it open for interpretation, but I don't think anybody gets killed in this one. Right. It's one thing that they leave so open that I was just when it was over, I was like. So wait, did they die or, or not? Yeah, I, I'm but, gonna say that. So they, you can choose to believe that exactly. Yeah, he's all right. I think you know. I think they probably didn't. But again, that, like Martin, it's open to interpretation. But uh, you know, and like I said, the uh, this one it has a cool setup. You know, it's kind of almost taken. I don't know. You tell me. Was this? Do you think that they were kind of going off uh, Black Panther a little bit with this one? Mm, not necessarily. The reason why I said that is because one dude has a thick accent, uh-huh. uh, and I thought you know just a that, that was kind of just a nod since we already had Black Panther was so big, so you get these other black heroes right here that were you know st- uh, uh, in this world they were that equal level of success, and it's a story about two superheroes who meet each other while fighting, uh, and end up having a family later on or at least a kid. Uh, which again, as we told you, with Vought involved, you can't have no family life. You can't have no happiness. But the setup for this is actually pretty cool. 
Yeah, boy, I was doing the same thing. Huh? Yeah, put that hand in that chin right there. Hmm. Bakersfield. <laughs> so, that's why I thought they were doing a nod to, oh, to, okay. to, to Black Panther because he had that accent that he dropped. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think that so much. I mean, it could be, but. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, this one, what I, okay, so I'll tell you what I don't like about it. Uh, this one is one where the crassness felt like they were trying too hard. Like the cursing just doesn't feel natural here. Mm. Like the cursing is just, it feels like, again, like they were, they, they, they were told to like, do that as much as possible in order to like fit the tone of what they were doing with this series here. Uh, it feels forced to me. And plus the story is a little bit predictable with this here. You know, it's a, again, so it's kind of a one note thing until you get to the obvious punchline. But then again, like I said, that's me. It was one of my least favorites up there. Like they had a, a testicle joke in here that I thought was just terrible, but you know, I, the animation's nice, and like you saw with that opening right there, there's some funny jokes in there. Yeah, I, I really like the interplay between the characters, and as far as the as the cussing, uh, you know, with Aisha Tyler, that's that's really more her style. Uh, her having written this, it when she gets to cut loose, it, it, she she's got a potty mouth. She's just more more often than not, hmm. she doesn't get a chance to do that. Uh, but yeah, the back and forth with the. The, the, the couple that were so in love before and now they've been married for some years and <laughs> they dig into each other all the time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. there's just some things they, they drop about their relationship that I thought, that's pretty funny and clever and these two could easily be part of the actual show. Uh, they, they, could, they, they could have them in there and it, it fit within that world. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I had a great time watching this one. I mean, it, there was a point, like after the last one, I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of not feeling these. And then this one won me back. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could like this one more, man. Yeah, the dialogue just really just took me out of it. But like I said, that's what anthologies are, man. Mm -hmm. People have their favorites and their least favorites. Uh, let's see here. You wouldn't like this. All these black people fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you. Man. Just, oh, come no, on. No, I'm kidding. A little too dark Ch for me. Chick's wearing a skin-tight suit. What's he going to know? Yeah, I mean, that? I was a... Oh, yeah, that, yeah man. That yeah, 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 he got yeah. quiet over My there. favorite episode. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, shit. There you go, Chris. I'll give you a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah shiny. Oh, shiny. Work it, baby. Work it, baby. Work it, baby. This next one I, I, I really liked, man. Uh, because this one, I admire it for being the most surprising episode for me. So this episode is called John, uh, uh, John and Son He. And the reason why this is so surprising is because, well, first of all, you, you can see that, not so surprising so much, but this once you see a little more of this, it has a, a traditional animation style, or anime style, rather. It looks really like a... Like either it's animated by a Japanese studio or a Korean studio. Uh, but the thing that really caught me off guard with this is that it's written by Andy Samberg. Mm -hmm. 
And you would think that Andy Samberg writing this, you know, it's going to be some powers about some dude jizzing in, in his pants or having a box for a dick or something. You know? He always be defined by that. Yeah, yeah. Like you, he should have done it then. You know a better. A box for a dick. Because he did dick in a box. He got a box for a dick now. I love it. <laughs> Sex life is terrible. The subtext. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be and there. And I can't take the box off. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I thought I really thought he thought it was gonna be something like that, but <laughs> surprisingly, it's the most dramatic episode mm-hmm. out of the whole series. Uh, cool. It's an old man trying to save his wife who's dying of cancer, and she, you know, of course, they've submitted themselves to Vought for treatment, and that never goes right. And when he tries to rescue her from Vought, that only makes things worse. <laughs> And of course, you can guess from that, that shit is not going to get better. (laughs) Her are probably this thing right here. Uh, This is more of a creature feature, monster episode Mm -hmm. right here. Uh, But think of it something like, oh, what's that movie? Oh, What's that movie with the giant tadpole? The host. The host. Think of it like the host, where the host was very emotional, but it was done with you know with the backdrop of a of a of a monster movie, and that's what this is like because, you know, this is an emotionally driven episode. Mm. That you know when when not dealing with the <laughs> Jesus, with death a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was doing nothing. I mean, when they're, when they're not killing a bunch of they kill a bunch of animals in this episode. They yeah. kill a bunch of people in this episode, but the whole thing is is really about a. Uh, it's a sad look at a at a guy who just he can't let go of his wife, man. You know uh, the love of his life. You know he's having to let her go. Um, you know sometimes with this, if the animation is so unique and the tone of it is so unique that it feels like it's not even part of the boys. That is his own thing, and that's not saying that that's a bad thing. It just feels like its own short it's, right it's here. It's what an anthology should have in them. Some some things that feel completely alien to everything else. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no! You're 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 right about that. It felt like it's its own thing. Somebody had an idea for something, and they had an opportunity to make something related to the boys, mm-hmm. and they're like, hmm, well, maybe if we put this particular spin on it, just involve Vault somehow, we can we can go with it. Uh, and, and so it it stands out more than the others as being unique, even though yeah. it is you know an anime style. It's still it's not the traditional TV kind of anime. Uh, no. And it's it's unfortunate that it plays out in a way that almost from the beginning you're like, yeah, I think I know how this is gonna go. Yeah, and it kind of abruptly ends too. It does. It doesn't really have a conclusion to it. Mm. But I did like this one. I like this one a lot, mainly because I'm just looking at the art style here, man. You know, I like the you know the the backgrounds. I like the designs of the characters. I like all the colored outlines. I like I like the way the backgrounds have like well, lines the, on them. The muted colors. Yeah, that, that's something separate. So if you look at the trees with the line work on them and everything, so it was his own. You know, definitely stands out as its own thing, story wise and art wise. So I, I really enjoyed that one, man. Uh, this brings us to the last one here, and this one is probably, this one's probably my favorite uh, yeah, episode. Same here. Yeah, this because one is. It, it's it's an episode of the show. It's an episode oh, of the boys, oh, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I would bet that this one is canon to the, uh, mm. to, to the, to the, to the show. Again, you got, you're going back to that more anime action art style that we've been given, uh, you know, talking about, and that was given to a couple other episodes. Uh, but 
This one is the reason why I like this one is because this is the one that even gives more backdrop to the character again. That it's everybody's favorite character. They love to hate him, but it gives even more story and backstory to Homelander here. So it's an it's actually an origin story. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about this is is actually voiced by Anthony Starr, who does the voice mm -hmm. who, who is Homelander on the show. Yeah. And it's kind of becoming Homelander in real life. <laughs> Did you yeah. hear about me? Did you what, hear about no, this? No, what did he do? Uh -oh. Man, this mother he's been playing Homeland a little too long, man. Uh-oh. So, so this is it got to him. Yeah. Some people he's been living that character too long. Method acting. Yeah, method acting, say. man. <laughs> so he went to Spain and beat up a chef, man. Yeah. The boys actor Anthony Starr arrested in Spain for alleged assault. So there's some young chef about 20 years old went over there and started mouthing off and Threw a bottle at him, cut him above his eye. We had to have stitches and beat the shit out of this guy. So yeah. now... Give him his milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that keep been playing that character right. way too yeah. long, man. Yeah. He could have used laser eyes on him. <laughs> if, he, hey, if, he, if he had him, he would have used him. This is why superheroes don't need to exist. This fool went over there and beat up a ship. In Spain, man... Uh, they have something called automatic suspension. They find him five thousand dollars. So I don't think he goes to jail for that suspension. Yeah. But he went over. Yeah, he went over there and went crazy, man. <laughs> so, you know, hey, no. Uh, now we know why he plays that character so yeah, well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You a crazy son of a bitch. That would be funny to find out. No, that's his real personality. Yeah. Oh my god. We don't even give him a script. <laughs> we just tell him to set up. And Shit. He at goes. first, at first, I thought that Army Hammer was like the real life Homelander. Uh -huh. No, Homelander is a real life Homelander. He's a New Zealand actor. Yeah. Right. So you know these motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> I thought the New Zealanders were very chill. Nah. Hell, not anymore. Man, it's too close to Australia. Yeah, that, you yeah. Know, yeah. Crazy carries over. <laughs> yeah, a little Russell Crowe in him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Russell Crowe beating up people with phones. Yeah, throwing phones at people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mel Gibson, he's originally from Australia. People forget. Yeah, he's originally from America. Yeah, he lived yeah. there a long yeah, time. Yeah, he lived there a long time. <laughs> there for a little while. Enough yeah. to grab his ass yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. You know, what I like about this is that this makes you feel bad for Homelander because Homelander is like a person I thought I can I, I cannot have any sympathy for this guy. This episode shows what they put this kid through, man. You know, there's these these flashbacks that go on. It's like, Jesus, they really messed this guy up, man. And yeah, what uh, were they thinking? Yeah. You got to feel you feel bad for him. You know, they did some things to him that turned him into this monster that he is. And he's also really confused. Because the company is constantly messing with his head, feeding them lies, putting these expectations on him, this pressure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and with this, they also show you just how dangerous, like even when you're trying, like Superman can go, if this was, Superman was real, he could be trying his best and he's going to do something catastrophic. Sure. Yeah. Especially like, start, first starting out. Yeah. And that's what this shows here, man. This is a, this is Homelander first starting out trying to be Superman, going in there denouncing violence, no guns, wanting to help people, and he quickly fucks that up. If you don't get the fuck out of here, I'll kill him! No, but your gun's useless now. It's over. This thing will still fucking explode if I pull the trigger. So get the fuck back! You know, friend, it's hard to hold a gun when it's 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, you idiot! It'll And as you can see, that did not go well. No. Yeah, even he was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is 
This is him. That was him trying to do. See, Superman pulled that before. Uh-huh. And as you can see, Superman, a lot of things he'd do, but it would backfire badly. Well, you know, Superman went to school. <laughs> he, he, he had a normal yeah. education. And he was not abused as a child. Right. He had the Kents. Yeah. yeah, like he was, like like, like uh, you know, Homelander. He, he went to Vaught University, which was just <laughs> <laughs> hit your target and do this and torture. Yeah. Yeah, I this is I, I love this episode, and you know not only not only do you get more backstory on on a, a, a is, Homelander, but this is also an episode where you find out how this relationship forms between Homelander and Black Noir. And I'm gonna tell you, man, the episodes where because they do fight in this. And I'm just saying this because the animation is great when they're mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I really like this episode a lot, man. It's a great way to end this, and it feels like an episode of The Boys because I think. I'm just going to go and take a guess here and say this is the one that's actually connected to the series. Sure, sure. Yeah, it probably will be canon. Uh, was that Elizabeth Shue doing the voice yes. of his handler? Okay. Yes, it was. And, and uh, Giancarlo Exposito. Okay, He was yeah. in there, too. Yeah, they, so they bring them in. But go ahead. What did you think about that? Oh, that, actually, everything you're saying, that that of all the episodes, this is the one that felt like an actual episode of The Boys. Uh, it's of, of these, it's the one that felt the most important. Like, hey... We've been having fun up till now, but pay attention to this. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this, man. Enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, it, it it's still going still gonna to take a lot to feel sorry for Homelander, but there is a little bit more sympathy for his situation. Like, he did try. He was confused. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he doesn't know. And they, they keep telling him, like, hey, you got ratings to fill. You have to be, you know, you're, you're, you're the face of Vought now. Uh, you got to, you know, you, your marketing depends on this. And as I said, they got Giancarlo Esposito and Elizabeth Shue here. They don't look just like them, which is cool, but the voices are definitely there. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's it, the measure of who you are is how you how you how you deal with crisis. And he doesn't handle it well. Oh, he doesn't. All. No, he, right? he he takes any bad situation and makes it 10 times worse. Well, this is the one that also stressed that he, this episode more than the show stress that he's mentally ill mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. he needs to be taken down because mm-hmm. he'd be unhelping at this mm-hmm. point he's got to be terminated killed uh, it's the most violent episode too i think uh outside of like comic violence like the one in a justin Rowland one this violence has context but no i said they, they but it felt like the violence was for a reason mm-hmm. you know it's it's yeah consequence and a lot of consequences violent consequences in, in his actions so it felt justified more than just like, well, you just got to put it in here because we gave you a handbook. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just also stresses that if you're in a bad situation and he shows up, don't think, oh, thank God we're saved. <laughs> no. You know what? You'd be better off picking up a gun and shooting yourself. Because yeah. <laughs> he's just going to make it worse, whether he means to or not. You know, overall, now that we've gone through all eight episodes, you know, this is, this is obviously, first and foremost... This is a show for the fans out there. This is not really for newcomers, even though some of these can be watched. So if you're an animation fan, especially somebody who loves adult animation, it could be worth checking out for that. But before anything, this is for fans of the show and maybe the comics. Uh, And you know what? My only complaint with this is that because I think having an anthology is a great idea. It's It's a great concept. And I think it works for the most part. Because you can pick and choose what you like. You know, they're only 12 minutes apiece. But my, my biggest problem with this is something I'm having a problem with with, with, with Seth Rogen and 
Evan, Evan Goldberg, Goldberg uh-huh. uh, lately is that, man, you know, they're just, they're just like, it seems like the, the cursing and the language, not the language, the cursing and the violence sometimes is, is there just because, man. It doesn't really fit too well. It's not written in well. It feels forced a lot. And they've been doing this with a couple other projects. We just got through talking about that Santa Inc. Mm-hmm. Where the whole yeah. thing was just like, I mean, this is an excuse just to talk nasty and yeah. talk dirty and do a bunch of sex jokes. When you're a kid, there's only one day a year more special than any other day. And that day is Christmas. And we are the magic behind that day. So let's get these fucking kids some fucking presents. Okay, wow, you said fucking. All right, you know. And I know I say that a lot, but I mean, really right there. But right there, that's the joke, is that she said it. Yes, that's twice. it. Let's just bring attention to the word. And it's like, they do that a lot. I said fuck and kids in the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, you know, it's just beginning to wear on me a little bit because I shock value humor and cursing just be, just to curse, just because cursing is 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 edgy. I'm not, just, this is something that doesn't appeal to me. You can curse all you want. You can put as much violence as you want to in something. But I usually like for it to have a clever purpose. I think most people feel that way. It's, it's okay when it's in there some, uh, you know, it just shows like, okay, this is where we are. But when there's too much of it, it, it can be abrasive. It can be like, must we, we already, yeah. we already get the point. Uh, you know, so, so much of what I said with uh, Django Unchained. Uh, I this is like most anthologies where you kind of end up, at least for me, liking about half of what you see, and then there's other stuff that you either hate or just feel like, eh, take it or leave it. Uh, I, 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 my only two laments with this are that you brought up Spike and Mike. Uh, you know, twist, sick and twisted animation. Yeah. And when you went to one of those festivals and saw all those animated shorts, they were all so different. And with this, they aren't all so different. Style-wise, we got a bunch that are anime-influenced and some that are slightly different, but for the most part, they're, they're somewhat homogenous. Uh, and, you know, it's not a big deal, but there's the kind of thing where they go like, oh, an anthology with different styles. I was like, really wish we could have had some different styles but my other lament is that you're right this is for the fans of the show and the comic and if you aren't already and you saw this i think it might deter you from watching the show because it would would be like oh well it's just a bunch of childish humor Mm. with a lot of cussing and blood and, and gore and yeah i'm not down with that and you would you would miss out on the, yeah. the actual show yeah. that has so much more going for it. Yeah. Yeah. What would you rate this series? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's still a matinee, but I'm not a, not a high matinee. Yeah. That's it. That's it for me too. You know, anthologies are mixed bags, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rare that we get some that are just every one of them are hidden. And again, it all com- comes down to taste too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, again, everybody's going to have one that you, you're going to like one that I might not like and vice versa. So I, but I did appreciate the idea. I appreciate the concept. I appreciate the different artists coming in and doing that thing. I, I, I would say it's a lot of fun. You know, not as good as the show, but still being so short and being able to just come in and as the as as the people like to say, these digestible episodes, you're not gonna have a whole lot to lose. So you know, you'll know from. I, I, this is like an hour and a half movie when it's all together. Yeah. You know, it comes out to about like 90-something minutes. Uh, even less when you take the credits off. So, yeah, man, it's, it's fun. It's, on, it's, it's very bingeable. Yeah. I can say that. If you have Amazon, 
and you like animation or you like the boys, it's worth checking out. And, it's, and uh, I had a good time with it, you know, to varying degrees. So yeah, it's a, it's a matinee for me also. Yeah, there you go, folks. What would you give it from what you saw? Uh, what I said, uh, matinee. I'm right there with him. Some episodes I like more than others, you know. But again, this person comes out the first few days. But I think it's yeah, they're easy to watch. All right, John. Watch the last episode. I want to. I want oh, to. That, that, that one yeah. looked pretty good. That last episode you loved. Yeah.